Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer. Uh, We find ourselves halfway through January. And I wonder how you're getting on with your resolutions or your goal setting if, you, if you've done that this year, if you use the start of the year to, to set new goals and, and resolutions and try and go through what is probably, if you're listening to this, a health transformation. So I thought I would talk to you a bit about resolutions and how to make uh, your New Year's resolutions last beyond January. Uh, I think there's lots of evidence to suggest that people tend to tail off at the end of January, uh, possibly even sooner. But there are ways that you can ensure that you can make those resolutions last. And often it's about breaking things down rather than building them up. And I'm gonna talk to you a bit about that today. But before that, I just want to share with you a a review we've had on the podcast. And this is from Tracy Newbury. She said, remove the guesswork is one of my favorite podcasts. They're an incredibly value rich and every episode teaches me something new. Thank you so much. And it's a five star review um, entitled massive fan of this awesome podcast. So Tracy, thank you very much for leaving that review. And if you found this, any episodes of this podcast helpful, um, or if you've got any feedback for us at all, please jump onto iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it's now called. Leave us a, a rating and a review, and of course, subscribe to the show if you get a moment. It means a great deal to us, um, and thank you to everybody who's gone on and reviewed so far. So this show is actually brought to you uh, by, by Body Shop. So we're sponsoring our own show this week. We've recently launched a course called the Six Signals Course, Health, Fitness and Wellbeing for Busy Professionals. It's an online course, there's about two and a half hours of, of really high quality content and we discuss uh, our six signals concept. So we look at sleep, we look at mental health, we look at energy, we look at body composition, digestion and fitness. So that's what we believe to be the six key markers of health. Typically somebody has an issue in two or three of those areas. So you might sleep really poorly, your energy is very low as a result and your fitness is struggling. Or it could be completely different. Your body composition might be very bad, whether that's underweight, overweight. That's affecting your energy levels, which in turn is kicking onto your sleep. But typically there's two or three things that are really strong factors. So we've created a course that talks to you about each of those different areas of health. Um, And we give you a lot of supporting resources on the site as well. And there's the opportunity to contact one of us if you need any help. That's just launched and we're offering a, a special deal to the first 99 subscribers. So... The first 99 people can get the course for £99, which is a huge discount from the 149 uh, that we'll be putting the price up to once we hit this first 99 subscribers. So if you're interested, uh, jump onto our website, www.bodyshopperformance.com, and you'll see the the platform being advertised on there. Um, And for anyone who's already purchased that, we'd love to hear your feedback. You know, how's it going for you? Has it been helpful? So uh, do get in touch if you've already uh, subscribed to the course and let us know what you think. Now, the other thing I just want to talk to you about as well is we have a private Facebook members group called The Green Room. Um, We have created this kind of safe space, really, this private space for people to be able to ask questions, um, chat amongst yourselves, talk about what's going on in your health, um, your fitness, your well-being, your mind, your body. Um, And we often do Facebook Lives there as well. So you get content if you're part of that group that you don't get on our blogs or our vlogs, for example, until a few weeks later, or even on our our general Facebook page. So if you want to to become a member, you can apply simply by entering the green room into the search box on your Facebook page, and we will accept you as a member. We may ask you a couple of questions first. Uh, It's it's proving to be a really, really useful space. There's quite a lot of um, interaction in there now. So if you've got any any interest in how you can optimize mind, body, and well-being, the green room is the place to come. 
And the last thing is, if you're interested in your health IQ, um, if you want to run through a very short quiz, it's about 24 questions that we have um, around those six signals, so sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness, then we have a little quiz on the website, um, and I'll link to all of this stuff in the show notes. And the health, health IQ is, is on our website, www.bodyshopperformance.com. And you answer 24 questions, and we'll give you a short report at the end of that, indicating which areas you should work in, and giving you a few tips as well. And then we'll follow up and offer you a free 30-minute discovery session if you want to take us up on that as well. So there's loads and loads of stuff there for you. Um, our One of our, our sort of core guiding principles, or our values, if you like, is to help first. So if there's anything that you want to ask questions about, if there's anything you're interested in, you're unsure about, you're worried about, come to us and ask. Uh, we will always try and help you first. And if we think it's relevant that, um, that any of our products might meet your needs, then we'll, we'll talk to you about that. But the core value is help first. So if you need any from us, take us up on it. Okay, so to the show, um, how to get your news resolutions to last. Then I'm going to talk to you after that about the seven secrets of a successful health transformation. So these are the things that we've observed people do over the hundreds of people we've worked with. These are the seven things that if people do or believe or embody are going to make sure that their health transformation is successful. And we all know at this time of year, you know, it's very hit and miss in terms of whether or not you're successful. But there is a lot you can do to set yourself up for success rather than a, a failure. So let's get stuck into it then. Um, I have actually recorded a video, by the way, um, and written a blog about the, the how to, to make your New Year's resolutions last. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So you can watch the video, which is about 10, 10 minutes. Alternatively, you can, you can read the content as well. Obviously, you're listening to it here, which might be your preferred medium. So tip number one is, is very simple. It's to set realistic goals. Um, too often, people kind of overestimate what they can achieve in a short time and underestimate what they can achieve over a long period. So set a realistic goal um, and don't make it quick either. It doesn't need to be a fast goal. And if we think about weight loss, often it takes months for a stone to creep on, but then people want it gone in just a few weeks. Now that's achievable, but it's gonna take a hell of a lot and chances are that you're not gonna keep that stone off because you've simply got it off too quickly. For any sort of successful weight loss, if we follow that idea for a second, it needs to be slow, it needs to be steady, and it needs to be a realistic goal. So there's a lot of um, kind of accepted maxims like a pound a week, uh, all accelerating all the way up to a stone a month of what people think realistic weight loss is, for example. Set a realistic goal and take into account everything else that's going on in your life. If you have a very, very busy family life, a very busy home life, and you might be under considerable amounts of stress, Setting a goal that's really, really puts put your, your back up against a wall is, is likely to stress you out. You're less likely to be successful. So start with a realistic goal. What's the minimal effective dose to get you where you want to be? So if we follow on with that weight loss goal and it's ultimately a stone you want to get off, what's the smallest amount of weight you could lose each week with a minimal disruption to your lifestyle? So the weight's still coming off, so you're seeing success, but it's achievable. Uh, and with anything, whether it's upping your exercise or trying to change your sleep habits, if it's too drastic, it's not likely to happen because it's not, it's not sustainable. So set a realistic goal, think about the principles of minimal effective dose, and then implement that. It should almost be too easy. You should come away at the end of the day thinking, I could have done more, or I could have eaten less, or 
and that's how you're going to do it so realistic goals really simple point but most people don't set realistic goals so they're kind of up against it from the outset tip number two is to to make small and sustainable changes so it kind of follows on from number one really um, very very small incremental changes when i've seen people be really successful and it's usually around improving fitness and reducing body composition it's because they've set a number of small goals that they've been able to achieve so for example if well now i've had a consultation with somebody and there's lots and lots of things that we could work on we pick two or three that myself and my client agree yeah that that's that's doable that's pretty simple for me to do normally they'll look at me and say what else and i'll say nothing you know in the context of everything else that you've told me you're going to you've got a lot on you've got a lot on mentally you've got a lot on physically um, we can also look into the future and we can see that your your lifestyle or the demands on your lifestyle aren't getting any easier so let's just start small um, have faith so we weave in those two three little changes so it might be getting to bed 30 minutes earlier uh, another one might be sprinkling a bit of lavender oil on your pillow and the third one might be meditation for example if we're looking at trying to help someone sleep three relatively simple things that can be interwoven um, and it's not a question of oh I, you know, I can't come I've got to do this or oh I've got to get to bed half an hour it's such a chore you know they're simple little things and once that gets interwoven into your lifestyle and it's not a thing you're doing but it's just yep I've got to meditate and yeah I go to bed at 10 not half 10 anymore and I always have a little uh, bottle of lavender essential oil to sprinkle on my pillow wherever I go because that's easily portable once that's bedded in and it's, it's done move on to two or three other things or maybe just one other thing and once that's interwoven into your lifestyle move on to something else so it's small sustainable changes think of yourself as almost creating a tapestry and you're, you're putting it together piece by piece and at the end of it you've got this beautiful uh, piece of art and it's exactly the same when you're trying to transform or alter or improve any aspect of your health <coughs> Number three is enlist the support of your family or perhaps friends or a partner. So it's very difficult to go it alone. So find somebody who is likely to be supportive. And typically, well, it needs to be a partner really, but they won't always be supportive. So in that instance, you may have to look for a family member or you may have to look for a friend. But it's important really to have an ally. And that ally might also be your coach, your trainer, who, who or another professional that you're working with. Maybe it's a counsellor. Um, but don't, don't go it alone. Uh, my advice would be to enlist the support of a family. It's always going to be easier if you've got the, the support of someone. In a podcast I recorded a couple of weeks, or we released uh, a few weeks ago with Dominique Drayson, and I'll also link to that podcast in the show notes. Uh, she was talking about how she'd managed to run her first marathon in October of last year. Um, and she said one of the important things for her was that she had the support of her family. So her husband would make sure he was home in time, she should go out and do the runs. Um, a mother and father who lived locally would also you know, intervene and, and have the children so that she could go out and do those runs and do some of the other things that were really important for her marathon training. So it wasn't just about running. It was about keeping herself really, really chilled, uh, managing her stress, getting out and doing the meditation, doing some of the recovery stuff like foam rolling. So that was super important for her, but she wouldn't have, she would have struggled at very least to do that were it not for enlisting support of friends and family. So that's number three. Number four uh, may sound like it's initially contradicting number three, but avoid allying yourself with somebody else. So what often happens is that two people decide they're going to give up something or two people decide they're going to take up something. And very rarely are those two people in completely aligned in terms of their goals, their aspirations and their motivations. 
And sometimes what can happen is that one person isn't actually as motivated as the other. In fact, I'd say that was very common. And they may not be pleased to see you with that additional layer of motivation. They may not be as supportive as you might imagine. So allying yourself to somebody else isn't always a great thing. The other risk, of course, is that if they fall off the wagon, uh, that, that you'll be tempted to do the same thing. It's really tricky when the two of you are training for the same kind of event um, or, or going for the same thing. So my advice would be to avoid allying yourself with, with another person. Perhaps you have a bit of accountability and it's from afar, but don't tie in your goals to be the exact same thing because often that doesn't work. And the last point is, I think, the most important one, which is in order to make your resolutions last, you absolutely have to have a strong motivating factor. You've got to be super clear on what you're doing, but more, more important than that, why you're doing it. Is this something that you every year you have a try at giving up smoking or you'd really like to be a stone lighter, but there's some ambivalence because you don't really want to give up what you eat and you don't really want to give up weekend drinking. You've got to have a super strong motivating factor. And the best example I can give you of that is of a client I worked with um, about five or six years ago now. And um, I was working then as a personal trainer and I saw an advertisement on one of the local forums um, from this, this person whose name is Claire, saying, um, help, I've just got into the London Marathon. Um, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. Thought I might hire a personal trainer. What are people's thoughts? So I saw that and I wrote to her and went, went over and met her. And within about an hour, we'd agreed that I was going to run a four-month program for her and get across that marathon finish line. Her strong motivating factor was this. Her father was and is profoundly ill with MS. He has a machine to lift him, a machine to move him. Um, and she'd entered the marathon for the MS Society in, in a bid to try and do something to help him. Of course, he's, he's never going to run again. He's not going to walk again. So that was her strong motivating factor. And I was very keen to work with her because I could see how passionate she was about this and how committed she was to this. And I thought, you know what? You're going to get across that finish line. <clears throat> so we agreed to work together. Um, and over the course of those four months, you know, it, it, training for any event is never linear. There were ups, there were downs, but we always made progress. We always moved towards that goal of a marathon. And there were very tough times. So after we found our first mile, she'd say to me, oh, yeah, you're right. That was amazing. I mean, I can't believe I did it, but I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to run two miles. We get up to two miles and she'd say, yeah, OK, I know I said I couldn't do that, but I still don't see how I'm ever going to get to 5K. We got to 5K, she said the same thing. We got up to 10K, 15K, 20K, and we got all the way up to the marathon distance on the day. And in the end, in what was a really beautiful story and experience, um, I ended up running the marathon with her. I thought, well, I'm doing all this training. She said, God, I'd love you to be there. So I wrote to the MS Society, uh, managed to get a charity place, and I ran it with her. And we, ran a, we raised about £10,000 between us. So it was an amazing story, not only to raise that much money, but also to cross the finish line with Claire having gone through all that training. And she won't mind me saying that she did nothing when we met. She, she really wasn't an exerciser. Um, she wasn't fit at all. She rarely kind of moved beyond a, a daily movement. So it was an incredible story. But the reason that, that she managed to make that stick, even though it went against the grain, um, it was, was a very new experience for her, was that strong motivating factor. Now, yours might not be a sick parent, but whatever it is, it needs to be strong. You need to be allied to it and you need to be laser focused on that motivating factor. Whether it's just, I've had enough, I've had enough of looking this way, feeling this way, being unable to keep up with my children, whatever it is, there can't be ambivalence. You need to be laser focused on that goal. So they're the five, the five tips, if you like, for making your resolutions last. So to recap, set realistic goals, um, 
think about that um, uh, the minimal effective dose so what's the smallest thing that you can do to get towards that goal um, and on good weeks you can up it on bad weeks you go back to that minimal effective dose number two um, make small sustainable changes uh, interweave them into your lifestyle and then bed in a couple other things interweave those and move on <clears throat> that way you're making constant progress number three enlist the support of family a partner or friends Get someone in your team, on your side, and that will really help you. Number four is avoid allying yourself and your goal too closely with another person. Um, and it will surprise you, even good friends aren't always pleased to see you succeed. Um, so just be careful about allying yourself to it too. Maybe you have someone for accountability, and when someone's on form, they can come with you when you do your runs, or, but don't, don't tie your goal in with theirs, as that can create quite a precarious position for yourself. And number five, of course, that strong motivating factor. So find something you really, really want and then focus on that relentlessly. So they are the, the tips. Um, in all the, uh, the many hundreds of people that we've worked with, we've observed that there are seven traits that people have that ensure success. And I've seen this time and time again. And you don't need to necessarily be aware of all seven of these secrets, but certainly being mindful of them and being really stuck on several of them is going to make sure that you're more successful than perhaps you might be otherwise. Um, and the first thing that we do when we, we talk about the seven secrets is we ask a series of or three questions, <clears throat> three really powerful questions. And I'm going to link here to these questions on our website so you can fill them out for yourself. And the first one is what is your intent? So is it to give up alcohol? Is it to run a marathon for the MS Society? Is it to lose a stone, but no fixed time frame, but you're going to you're going to go at a half a pound a week or you're always going to be constantly making adaptations to your diet until you get to that that desired weight loss. <clears throat> but what is your intent? So I'll ask you that question. Um, and if you're listening now, maybe press pause, grab a piece of paper, just write down my intent is. The second question is, why do you want it? So again, maybe you pause, grab a piece of paper. Why do I want this? And think really long and hard about why you want it as well. Um, is it just that, hey, I'd like to feel a bit more confident or you know, it'd be great if I could do this? That's probably too woolly, it's too ambivalent. You've got to be really clear on why I want it. So one example might be my intent is to get down to uh, nine stone perhaps from 12. Why do I want this? because I'm aware I may be pre-diabetic, I'm aware that the excess weight I carry is damaging to my health, and I don't feel able to keep up with my children. And bottom line is, I've absolutely had enough. And the last question is, why do I want it now? And that's probably the most powerful of all. Quite often people have an intention, and they know why they want it, but they're unable to articulate or, or to really focus on why now. So why now is one of the most powerful questions I think anyone in my position can ask, because that really separates um, somebody that wants it but they're not ready right now and i quite often look at people and i think you think you're ready but you're not um, and those those three questions really help to to get clarity in your own mind about yeah what what really is is my my intention here and the other thing i've observed is people's stated intention often isn't the real intention so for example um there may be something going on that is too big too scary it may be a crippling lack of self-esteem. It may be some repressed trauma that's, a, that's enabled someone to um, pay less attention to how they look. 
And that's the real thing they want to change. I feel terrible about myself. I feel very low. But rather than tell somebody that, or even tell, admit it to yourself, it's easier to put another goal in front of it. So if somebody's very heavy because their emotional response to some, something that happened to them perhaps, or just how they feel about themselves, it's much easier to come in and say to a health coach, I want to lose three stone. Uh, or to say that to anyone in fact, because people would think, well, yeah, okay, that's a big man away. I can see why you'd want to lose that, no questions asked. But the real intention is I want to change how I feel because I can't bear it anymore. I have cripplingly low uh, anxiety, for example. So the intent piece is really, really important. So it's worth spending a few minutes talking about that. And as I say, I will link to that in the show notes so you can answer those three questions for yourself. Or of course, just pause, write them down. So that's what is your intent? Why do you want it? And why do you want it now? So to those seven secrets, here they are. Number one is you are fully invested. So if you want a successful health transformation in whatever shape it might be for you, you need to be fully invested. That might mean spending some money. So being fully invested um, financially, but fully invested emotionally as well. You've gone through that intention piece. Um, Fully invested physically and in terms of your capacity as well. So have you got the capacity to do what is needed to get to the goal that you want? Um, And that might mean making some sacrifices. It may mean making some changes. So that's the first one, fully invested in every single regard. Second one is you are patient. So this is something I say repeatedly and repeatedly, and I've learned very much for myself as well. You must have patience to successfully achieve anything. Um, Particularly if you think back to some of those points I just made in the resolutions piece about small sustainable changes and realistic goals, for example. Patience is absolutely essential. Um, Health is a long game is another expression I use a lot. Um, And the quick stuff, the the, the quick promises of rapid weight loss or, or very rapid fitness just don't happen. No change, whether it's around sleep or it's around energy or mental health, body composition, digestion or fitness, none of it happens quickly. It's slow and steady and gradual and effective. So being patient and understanding that point is going to be really important for you if you want to be successful. Number three is you trust the program. So if you're working with somebody else and you sought their advice and they've given you guidance or advice or a program to follow, trust it. If you don't trust it, then drop it, do something else. Uh, There's so much information on the internet now that it's easy to get lost and completely overwhelmed with the, the amount that's on there. Find a source that you trust and then follow their advice and have faith. Um, You've got to have trust in your coach, your counsellor, your therapist, or whomever that might be, or just whatever programme you've downloaded online or whoever's blog that you follow. Really important to trust the programme. Put your faith in that person. Number four is make it personal. So there are so many different ways now that you can can make it personal. Um, Not only is it making it about you in terms of being very focused on your intent, but also... There are lots of of ways now, if you're looking for a health transformation, there's different ways that you can test. So you can make sure that um, what what you're looking at is your data, not the data for the average person. So if you think about dieting, there's testing now, um, DNA testing, and I can link to that in the show notes, that makes it very personal. It tells you all about your sensitivities and your intolerances to different foodstuff and your requirements for vitamins and minerals. So there's testing. Um, Some of this can be really expensive and some of it's very, very low in cost, but make it personal. If you've got the budget, um, find out um, what you can do to test um, so that you can minimise and reduce all the variables there might be 
um, and really focus on how to be successful as quickly as possible. So if you're interested in discovering more about how you can make it personal, get in touch with us or jump onto the website bodyshopperformance.com and there's tons of stuff on there. Um, the fifth one is you show up. So it's so important to make sure that you're fully invested and you're there. Um, you don't allow something to get in the way of your intent. You don't allow other things to parachute in and, and, and disrupt the program. So you, you show up, you're there whether it's a physical session, you're there whether it's an online coaching session or you're there whether it's something you've been asked to do in the morning, like taking a measurement um, or doing a piece of exercise. You show up, you get it done. And that's so important. It might sound like an obvious one, but you know, you've got to show up, you've got to do the work. Number six is you take a holistic view. So rather than looking at health in any one particular, in a silo, if you like. So I don't sleep well, I just want to talk about sleep. Well, the things that affect sleep are, are multifactorial. So it could be, well, it will be the amount of exercise you take, the amount of daily movement that you have, the foods you eat, the volume of water that you drink, whether you drink alcohol, whether you smoke. There's so many different things, of course, stress being a big one, that can affect sleep that looking at things in a siloed way is just very um, impractical. So taking holistic view is very important. Understanding how the volume of activity you do affects sleep, which impacts energy. And anyone that can sort of follow the dots from those things. And that's why we created that Six Signals concept that we were working with people on fitness and we realized that in order to benefit someone's fitness, we've got to look at every aspect of what they do. The air they breathe, um, the mindset they have, the people they mix with, everything it all it all matters and somebody who's successful will understand that that it is a holistic view that's needed and they'll get someone on board as well who who understands that and can guide them through that process and the last one is you trust your coach so it kind of comes back really to being fully invested now you can substitute coach for program trainer counselor therapist whatever it might be but you have trust in them there's no point taking the advice of somebody and then listening to somebody do a little piece on Insta story and thinking, well, what about that then? Everyone's got lots of different opinions and there's so many different ways to skin a cat. You've got to have faith in your coach or brackets, whoever it is for you, whoever it is that you've gone to and sought advice from. Um, and that really comes back to that trust in the program piece as well and, and being fully invested. Make a decision, go with it, tie it to your intention. So they're the seven secrets. So to recap, you're fully invested. You have patience, you trust the program, you make it personal, you show up um, metaphorically and literally, you take a holistic view so you understand that health is multifactorial and you have faith in your coach or therapist or counsellor or, or practitioner. They are the seven things. And to recap, it's all underpinned by those, those three powerful questions that I asked you before that. What is your intent? Why do you want it? Why do you want it now? So I hope that's been helpful. It's an interesting time of year because when this podcast will go out, a lot of people will already start to have dwindled with their intent. And it really comes back to one thing. They just don't want it enough. There are two things that are so important, two ideas uh, that, that underpin a successful health transformation. You either want it enough or you've had enough. And if there's any ambiguity, that's when you're in, you're in hot water, really. So think about that. If you want our help, we are more than happy to give it. You can get in touch with me, Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at bodyshopperformance.com. You can also send an email to info at bodyshopperformance.com and one of us will pick that up. Uh, and jump on the website as well. Have a look at the Health IQ quiz. 
um, and book that 30 minute free discovery session. Uh, have a look at the green room on Facebook, check out our six signals course and I'm gonna to link to all that stuff in the show notes. Um, that's it from me. Um, let us know your feedback on this show. Um, jump onto Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, review and subscribe to the show and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, all the best. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, help us to reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that and it would help us to spread the good word even further. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next show.